The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, our body needs protein to keep it performing at its best. So listen close and find out ways you can get the right amount to maximize your lifestyle. Plus, later we'll tell you what's new at Mother's Market and what's going on around town. But first up, Dr. Rob Streisfeld is a passionate consumer advocate and educator with over 16 years of natural health and natural products industry experience, a doctor of naturopathic medicine, and a certified natural food chef. Doc Rob is widely known, provides an informed and innovative perspective to support branding, marketing, PR, and other business development needs with a focus on education and community. Over the past decade, Doc Rob has helped to identify and expand key health categories such as probiotics, enzymes, whey protein, fermented foods, and whole food supplements. We welcome him to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Doc Rob, how are you? I am doing wonderful. Great to have me here today. I'm so excited to be back on the show, and again, it's awesome to see everyone. It's great to have you here. Why don't you fill our audience in a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to today's show topic? Well, you know, I've been in the industry for so many years. It's it's fun to be an educator, an advocate, someone to promote the best of the best. I have a philosophy of uh, better living, which is my goal is to try to help you live a better today than yesterday, and we'll work together to have a better tomorrow than today. I love that. That's great. I was going to say, by the way, because we've been interviewing over the years, I think you get younger every year, by the way. I hadn't Whatever seen someone in, in, in like 10 years, like, have you aged? And I'm like, I think it's the healthy living. It's But I think it's attitude, too. I think it's, I, I like to smile. I like to have fun. I don't take it too seriously and I love what I do. So it's not really work. It's definitely your passion and it shows. (laughs) So today we're talking about the power of plant-based proteins. And so you're a doctor of naturopathic medicine who then went to culinary school, which focused on plant-based cooking, which is so interesting. So over 15 years ago, why did you choose that program? Because you're way ahead of your time, right? And you've already become a doctor. It, it was funny because it was ahead of the time. It was kind of weird. Everyone's like, oh, you're going to vegan or vegetarian food, and it's such a weird thing. I was like, believe me, I've already been in naturopathic school when it was uncool and unpopular. That's not going to dissuade me at all. I felt that you know, people have a right to eat what they want. Mm-hmm. They want to have it taste good. I think that some of them are doing it for medical reasons, so you can't judge them just for philosophy. They need to do this. And I felt that Everybody eats. That was one of my core reasons for going to culinary school is that no matter who I speak to as a doctor, we all have that in common that food is our unifying bottom line. And so you can make the food at the bottom, the vegetables, the fruit, the fruits, the plant-based material, has to taste good and be foundational to then you can always add whatever you want. If you eat chicken or other animal proteins, you can always add on top. But it was that base of, of, of culinary experience that I wanted everyone to say, oh, these veggies actually taste really good. Mm, that's so good. That's true. And yeah. you were doing a healthy, you were making the healthy switch yep. from a long time ago. We're hearing a lot of buzz about plant-based proteins. That does seem to be the trend. Yes. Uh, can you give us a little background and how can it promote better health? Definitely the major trend is plant-based proteins. You're seeing it uh, in individual ingredients as well as finished products. Um, this is exciting to me because they're usually cleaner for the most part uh, as far as uh, other ingredients and how they're raised, it's, as long as the soil's healthy and the growing practices are healthy, is usually a better option. Um, often less allerg- allergies to it as well, more digestible. 
but we are founded on the minerals and nutrients that come from the ground and from, from the plants, and we need to incorporate that into our diet. You see a lot of people doing green smoothies mm. and green uh, juices, and kale was the big thing a few years ago. It's still popular, but it's not as buzzy. But people don't realize, or now they're learning more and more, that you can get a good, solid, complete diet with protein from these plants, that you don't need to rely on animal-based proteins for protein. You have bodybuilders, Olympic athletes, all standing proud saying, this is a body built on plants, and that's exciting to be able to promote. Oh, that's really great. Um, what are some of the most popular options? And and like, yeah. I don't know if that's from those diets or from, yeah, from the foods. Traditionally, you know, one of the most popular is soy. Mm -hmm. However, there's been a knock on soy to a degree on, you know, GMO, non-GMO, or uh, is it digestible or not? But we see a lot of legumes, chickpeas, lentils is a great protein source. So there's a bunch of, of those leading the charge. Uh, hemp, <laughs> I have to say, is probably one of my favorites. And hemp seeds, hemp protein powders, incorporating hemp hearts into salads and foods. These are ways to boost regular diet foods in, you know, with more protein. Can you talk a little bit about, and I did kind of ask you a little bit about, but these, the, the diets right now that are right. they're all the craze, those trending diets. So even like yeah, Jay-Z and Beyonce go vegan for 20 days, and you have all these popular trends. But what people find is that maybe they're not familiar with it, the taste of certain plants. I, I find it unfortunate that a lot of kids say you can go to the grocery store and not even recognize vegetables. <laughs> yeah. And so we need to really push that back to the forefront. On the other hand, I see schools, like there's a school in New York City called Freshmade that was built around teaching young kids about healthy eating. And a mm -hmm. lot of plant-based, making plants taste good. And so that was a really key for me was like, how can we make this taste really well? And what can we make it work for the everyday diet? I've taught more people, I think, how to make hummus mm -hmm. using garbanzo beans or chickpeas as a dip or a snack or with a little veggies and they go wow this actually tastes really well I mean I enjoy this I can you know make it my own I can add a little more garlic a little more salt but it's mine and they're like yeah but it's healthy <laughs> yeah, don't tell don't them it's tell healthy them. for you but it is and that's a really good part of this you're finding ways to sneak in more veggies and more plant-based proteins into the everyday diet the diets I see a lot of people they're going vegan or vegetarian a lot of them are eating improperly they're eating uh a lot of carbohydrates versus a full rounded you know, diet with fats, healthy fats, healthy proteins, and you can get those from plants. Mediterranean diet is very popular. It's not fully necessarily plant-based, but it's leaning that way. Mm -hmm. um, there's a great blog, Wicked Healthy, that puts a lot of good healthy recipes out there for you know, those that want to try more plant-based dishes. And it's not, the old hat was very, it had to be this you know, foo-foo hippie living on all these grains and greens. And now it's like, no, the trend young people today are going, no, I want to be more environmentally conscious, I want to be health conscious, and I want to find ways to make plants work for my diet and for my lifestyle. And on those blogs and everything, you said they, there are some recipes That's that are out there? That's what I love most importantly, okay. yeah. When someone says, I want to, you know, we have a, a family member in her early 20s, she said, I want to go vegan. I want to eat a vegan diet. I say, okay, great. How are you going to do that? It's not so easy just saying, let's just start avoiding meat. It's you have to plan your meals a little bit. You have to think about the, the, the different combinations of vegetables, even if they're just vegetables. So there's a, there's a little bit of effort that goes into it, but we see even the younger generation especially leaning towards that more and more. On the other hand, I see baby boomers starting to realize that when they reduce it, even if they don't go extremely full plant-based or, or full vegetarian or vegan, they reduce the amount of animal proteins in their diet, they feel better, their joints feel better, they're less acidic, they have, drop a few pounds. Mm -hmm. like, that's really the, the bonus here. We're not trying to say it has to be 100% or let's say 180 degree you know, 
turn around to your lifestyle, it's selectivity. I've always been a believer in conscious consumerism, making good choices for yourself, not judged by anyone else. That's why I don't typically use the labels like I'm a vegetarian or I'm a vegan. I tell people I choose to eat vegetarian meals or I choose to be eating a vegan diet or taking that philosophy, but to label yourself on that diet is almost limiting. Because if one day you're in a situation where you don't have an option, should you starve or should you just be conscious and say, I'm making a conscious choice to eat this today. Well, and this kind of actually leads me to my next question. So does eating a plant-based protein, does that make you a vegetarian or a vegan? Not really, no. I think you are just choosing to eat more of a plant-based diet. And I think that with people is a great transition. If you want to go 80-20 like a lot of people do, say, I'm going to just try to cut down or, you know, make a couple days, a couple dinners a, a week plant-based only, and, and go online. There's so many more resources than it were those many years ago when I went to culinary school. This was so new and exciting to go on so many blogs and so many sites and, and get good recipes and, and see how the evolution of plant-based eating has just grown. So you have so many options. And then if you don't want to cook, <laughs> you can, which a lot of people don't, I find. You can go into the supermarkets, and I mean even mainstream ones, from Target to you know, Kroger's to Whole Foods or what have you, and you can find so many more vegan offerings or vegetarian offerings, and that gives people the chance to try and then say, oh, I could do this at home, or I want to make my own, or things like that. So it's exciting to see that the accessibility and the options are growing leaps and bounds. Walking through Expo West and walking through the aisles of the trade show, the options are tremendous. It used to be few and far between, and you had to be really careful. It's proudly put on their labels now. We had a vegan cheese line today that blew me away. I was like, it, it was really, really good. And a whole line of it from feta to blue to really? cheddar. And I was like, this is really quality stuff. And it wasn't that way. I'll have to be admit, yeah, admit it. It wasn't that way 10, 15 years ago. It did have a, a, a leathery shoe kind of you know texture and taste. Not anymore. So even those that used to you know, be critical of it, try some again. Go in and explore and experiment. And that's why I tell people now is go into those stores and just try a couple new plant-based vegan products once in a while. It doesn't have to be a full conversion, but just incorporate a little bit more into your pantry, into your fridge, and you'll see it becomes easier and easier to, to allow that plant-based focus. Yeah, and it's probably just developed into, it's the taste has come a long oh, way, Oh, far, huh? far, far <laughs> along. I mean, just to give you an example, there's a, you know, I was just mentioning to you earlier, there was a, a plant-based seafood company. Mm. So tuna fish. Can you imagine eating tuna fish sandwich that's not from the sea? No. Not being environmentally <laughs> harming the oceans, not mm. worrying about toxins in the water, but all from a six-legume bean blend that tastes amazing. Like, really? And so that, to me, is really exciting. For me, I have an allergy to shellfish, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But now the same company is coming out with crab cakes oh. that have the same taste and texture of crab cakes, and I now can go and at least know what that is without having to go to the hospital afterwards. So oh, wow. there's a lot of these options that really are nice to see, and, and, and just the innovation is leaps and bounds. It's one of the biggest things. There was a talk this morning simply about plant-based food innovation because there's so many opportunities to get more of this into the consumer's hands. And we talked um, a little bit uh, about, again, the difference between uh, plant-based um, and not being a, a vegan necessarily, but how you get protein in, right. plant, in your plant-based diet too. Yeah. Can you expand on that a little bit? Sure. I mean, if you say vegan, it has a little bit more to uh, no honey, no egg, no fish. These are okay. I mean, if that's your choice and that's where you want to go, I, I totally support that. Some people are just looking to eat, get more vegetables and the nutrients from vegetables in their diet. 
or they're a little bit more about the impact of animal raising, or they've seen some of these documentaries about factory farms, and they don't really want to go down that road. So some of the most popular ones, were, like I said, was soy, but you have to look and make sure it's you know non-GMO typically. It's a big problem or a big you know concern for a lot of consumers. I like the fermented soys, like tempeh and miso, uh, but you get an organic edamame. It's one of the great sources of protein, especially for kids, mm -hmm. as a snack. And so those are one of the things I love to say. If you get an organic edamame, it's a great thing for kids to snack on versus candy or chips, and they're getting a good plant-based digestible protein. Uh, like I said, garbanzos and chickpeas is another one that's really uh, grow, you know, popular from hummus to new, from chips they're making out of you know, chickpeas now. It's really popular. Uh, they're grains, quinoa, amaranth. These are amazing protein sources. Hemp, as I said, hemp seeds. There's just a, even spinach, even a banana. Okay, you would think that banana doesn't have a lot of protein, but it has some protein, roughly two grams per cup of, uh, uh, of banana. So spinach, these are things that are common. Uh, cauliflower, not cauliflower, broccoli and Brussels sprouts, they may not have tremendous amount, but when they're incorporated into a comprehensive diet, you're getting protein. Hmm. So you're not deficient in protein by eating veg vegetables. I want people to understand that. What is the buzz and the attraction around hemp? Well, hemp is one of the most complete proteins. Uh, so meaning there's a bunch of amino acids that you find in protein, and that's something that, you know, it's, it's a little challenging, but there's just so much digestibility, so much nutrients, certain compounds in hemp that aren't found in other plants that are beneficial to us. So I think hemp is a great product that, you know, from hemp seeds to hemp protein, to try to incorporate a little bit of hemp in your diet every day is a great tool from the hemp seed oil with all the omega-3s. So when you eat hemp, you get good healthy fats, good protein, and you know, it actually tastes really good, too. The toasted <laughs> hemp seeds are a great snack. <laughs> well, this is great information. Right now, we need to take a quick break, but more from Doc Rob in just a moment. Don't go away. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to remind you that if you've missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio and listen to the past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Dr. Rob Streisfeld. And uh, we're talking a little bit, well, a lot about the power of uh, plant-based proteins. And this is very interesting. And uh, let's talk about um, other concerns about plant-based proteins, other, either food or supplements, protein shakes. Yeah, there's, there's a lot more. We just had a uh, big article come out around uh, plant-based protein shakes and powders. And they seem to have a high levels of lead or arsenic in it. Really? And even more so than some like the whey proteins. But that's good in the sense that they're testing for it. And then they'll call out those manufacturers to do a little bit st you know, more stringent control. But not all of them had that issue. But that was something that they found surprising. You think, oh, plants, arsenic, healthy. Yeah. But, there's, but it's coming from the soil. So if it's grown in soil that has heavy metals or other you know, unhealthy compounds, that gets brought up through those plants and then puts into our food. So we do need to know that kind of traceability. We want to get COAs of you know, certificates of analysis when we're talking about these proteins. And even our produce, we want to know where it's grown. We want to know if it's conventional or organic. Same thing, like I said, with soy. Majority, I think it's 80 plus percent of soy is GMO, genetically modified. And for many people, they don't want to have the genetically modified. So you have to look for organic or non-GMO project verified type products. That's part of it. So we just talk about the way it's grown and the, and the soil conditions. The other side of challenge could be how our individual bodies digest it. 
Some people have a hard time digesting beans. Some people have seen that they get more gassy. There's been products out there specifically that are developed to supplement the vegetarian or vegan diet. A lot of people don't know about it. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. But if you get a dietary supplement, a plant-based enzyme, again, plant-based, which is nice, enzyme that'll help to break down this outer coating, the cellulose of these plant matters, it makes it more digestible. For some people though, traditionally they didn't have the enzymes. So my background is anthropology, traditional cultures and diets. So what did they do before there were cool <laughs> bottles of supplements and enzymes? Well, they had certain techniques. So fermenting is one. That's why soy that's fermented like tempeh and miso is more digestible than other, prote other soy-based proteins like tofu or seitan. Hmm. Seitan is a very glutinous, very hard to digest one, but it's very popular in vegetarian diets. Hmm. Not one I typically recommend very often. So the other, so the other is almonds. I love almonds. I'm a big fan of almonds. Uh, you know, we're researching it from around the world now, not just California. And the, the reality is, though, when you learn about the, the term soaking and sprouting, mm -hmm. yeah, I wanted you to talk about this. Yeah, it's great. So. There's guidelines for different types of beans and nuts, but specifically, let's say almonds. Almonds, you're supposed to soak for about eight hours in clean water and then dry them at low temperature. And by doing that, you remove a certain acid, it's called phytic acid, that was designed by nature to be in the outer coating of the almond to protect it from bugs and bacteria eating it. That was with the, the nature's intent. So if it falls from the off the tree and hits the ground, it has this little security shield around it that helps it stay viable longer. But if you soak it in water, simple, just soaking it, uh, then when you go and eat it, that phytic acid has been washed away and removed, and it's actually more digestible for our bodies. Too much levels of that phytic acid has been shown to kind of block certain digestive processes in the body for proteins. Hmm. So there are techniques. People like to sprout. I'm a big sprouting fan too. So when you see that little sprout coming out of the, that's when it's alive. That sprout is energy to its max. It's nature saying, we're ready to bust out of our shell and show you what we're good for. And that's what I like. So looking, people that are looking at plant-based diets, just don't take it off the shelf or just don't look at raw. Look at the techniques, the fermenting, the soaking, the sprouting, all these things that really enhance the digestibility and the ability for your body to absorb the nutrients that those proteins and those plants provide, whether it be proteins or minerals or other nutrients. So um, just to go back to your almond story, can you 
can you get these almonds in a sprouted form, or do you have to do that? No, there are some companies, again, there's a process here. So when you talk about high volume and scales and manufacturing, some of the bigger companies don't take the time to yeah. soak them or sprout them. But there are a real bunch of really cool companies out there you can find online, and you can find a lot of health food stores. Many years ago, there was a, um, a, a, a small company from the Northeast called, I think, Almond Brothers. And they were really, they soaked and sprouted and seasoned these almonds. They were little snack bags, and I could not get enough of them. <laughs> they were awesome. And then they called their name, they changed their name to, I think, Living Nuts. And because they were really alive and digestible and functional, I don't know if they're still even around. It shows you how far back in the industry I've gone. But those are, they're still, they're still around. You can search specifically for soaked or sprouted, probably more likely sprouted. Sprouted, mm -hmm. but I know that there are more and more innovations along those lines coming. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, let's talk about the meat alternative, and that category seems to be growing. We did talk about meat, but yes. let's—I want to, let's talk about that Beyond Burger. Something yeah, it, the news picked it up. It was pretty amazing. Uh, there's a you know high-end restaurant in New York City that started serving the Beyond Burger. This <laughs> this—it looked like a burger. It tastes like a burger, and even when you cut into it or bit into it, it had that red juice that was like the blood of the burger they wanted people to feel comfortable, I guess, with the concept of it's just like a burger, but you don't have to hurt an animal to do it. And, and what it, is it? It's just plants. It's a bunch of beans, and I don't know their formula specifically. I know, like I said, the, the, the plant-based seafood company, Good Catch, that's just launching, they're a blend of six different legumes, from chickpeas to lentils, I believe, and fava beans. But the way they process it in a very clean way it just has a texture and taste to a degree. I mean, it's never going to be the same as a fish, but it's amazing for those that are looking for the plant-based alternative. And there's now plant-based uh, like Beyond Sausages, I think, I hear coming out. Yeah. There are um, a brand called Follow Your Heart has a really good uh, egg protein or egg alternatives for people that want scrambled eggs. Th these are things that weren't available when I went to culinary school for <laughs> plant-based nutrition. We had to do it from scratch. We had to deal with what we had, which was fine. But now it's amazing how many options like that are becoming available. It's not just uh, fake chicken or soy, everything. It's not. Uh, it's just amazing to have. Now you can have a Beyond Burger and uh, vegan cheese on top of it. And a, you know, it, it's just the future is, is now for that. And it's a lot better than the soil and green that we thought the future would be. Right, you know? right. It's <laughs> actually probably pretty good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And another, I just want to mention because it's not one of mine that I typically lean on, but the um, blue green algaes and some of those micro algaes or superfoods, they're also considered, you know, a plant based. Protein. They're high protein levels. Mm. So a lot of those times you see those added into supplements or green drinks for an added boost of protein as well. Mm. What innovations in this category are you seeing or foresee? Like I said, more and more of what you're familiar with. I remember having a, you know, I used to travel around to like health food stores all the time, like 500 in a year. And I always, <laughs> but I was like, how do you stay healthy with that kind of road warrior schedule? I said, well, I had the good fortune of not, of eating in health food stores. Mm -hmm. So I got to try different things and go to their delis and, you know, whatever it is and not have to go to the conventional re restaurants and the mainstream fast food for my, for my meal, which allowed me to eat healthier. And I remember one time a long ago, I had a, a BLT, but it was a tempeh bacon. Mm -hmm. So it was made from a fermented soy strip and, and it was infused with flavor and in a nice wrap, and it was like, wow, I was like, this is really good. <laughs> and so there's a lot of things that we're so familiar with that we, some of us don't want to give up. Mm -hmm. That's really where I think that examples like Good Catch are doing. It's like the crab cakes that I could never have as a kid. Like, 
it's good to be able to say I can have this and know it's sustainable, mm-hmm. environmentally friendly, good for my body, made of clean ingredients. And that's where I think the real innovation is when you have a growing demand from the young kids in their 18s or even younger. I mean, we have young kids at home and they may hesitate, but what, but if you give it to them once in a while and say, aha, you ate a veggie, you didn't even know. <laughs> right. like, it's fun to be able to do that. And then, of course, like I said, the older population, they're just looking for ways to maintain their health. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of the dietary, the processed foods, and even the animal-based proteins, they can cause the body to be very acidic. That causes the, a, a mineral imbalance in the body to a degree. And these dark green leafy vegetables, the spinach and all these kale and all these nutrients, they replenish it. Mm-hmm. And, and when you've been deprived for many years of those minerals and you start to eat it, mm-hmm. and you start to feel better. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what people have when they do cannabis now, and they're doing hemp, and they're doing all these things. They're starting to say, wow, I feel better. And that's what is driving the innovation, the consumer demand. When you walk around these shows, and you walk in the health stores, and you're walking around you know, the industry, and even talking to doctors. You have, I have my, the dean at the naturopathic school I went to is now, I believe, I don't know if he's vegetarian or vegan. Again, the labels don't really matter, but he's plant-focused. Wow. And it's nice to see that from the top down, from the doctors are starting to realize that this is the way to be. This is the better choice. And it doesn't have to be extreme. It doesn't have to be 110% all the time. I, I don't advise that if that's not what you're comfortable with. Right. Find your comfort zone. This is about you finding a better today than yesterday mm-hmm. and us all working together through education, through new options and opportunities to have a better tomorrow. Tomorrow. Not just yourself, but your family, your community, mm-hmm. and us as a world. Our hope is that this movement is to drive a more sustainable planet, and that's part of most of these companies' missions. It's not just sell you products to take away the animal. It's This is a long-term strategy to protect the earth, and I think that's something that everyone should get behind a little bit at least. Try it a little bit by a few of these products. Support the effort that's being made. I love it. This is great. And you're right. Everybody's making a difference as you go along. So you touched on something earlier in it. I guess, do you see a future where we don't get our protein from animals? You know, it's challenging to say that, that a future without consuming animals. I think there's a lot of idealists out there that may say that that's the future we need. However, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the future we can achieve. There's an overpopulation issue right now Mm. on the planet of people. And there are some cultures and there are some communities in parts of the world where they didn't have those options. You have, you know, from the northern Antarctic region, you're going to say, don't eat, you know, whatever you're eating, the whale blubber or whatever you lived on, uh, the Inuits and all that, eat a vegetable. Well, it doesn't work in those climates. One of the things I saw was uh, traditionally animal proteins were used seasonally. So, you know, it's amazing that you can see what works, what doesn't, certain cultures, certain histories, what was grown. If you're from a culture that grew up eating meat and potatoes and not a lot of vegetables, and you just start to switch over to all you know, vegetables, you might not have the health benefits that you might want. And blood type diet has talked about this before for many years, and oh, might need to have a little bit of animal protein. Mm-hmm. And you might want to be a vegan or vegetarian, but if you start getting sick and malnourished, you have to consider that you're an individual and your body is designed to function. And I always you know, implore for people to live in their own body. Don't be judged by the outside as much. Don't worry about trends as much. If you start feeling bad, you might want to change it a little bit. If you feel really good, you might want to go in a little further and go a little deeper. And that's really the key here. It's just a matter of owning your own health and getting education and, and experimenting. Life is a journey to experiment. And so I think that's really my takeaway from everything. Excellent. 
Well, thank you so much for your time, Dr. Rob, and some great advice. We really appreciate your knowledge, and we look forward to having you on again. But in the meantime, get more information on Doc Rob on his website, docrob.com. And <laughs> we look forward to your next visit. Thank you. My pleasure. Find me on social media. It's, I'm always on, and uh, it's a real pleasure to be here. You guys are doing a great service. Always fun to be on the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market Radio Show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Mm-hmm.